Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Kelly Joe Show. Uh, it's a damn production distributed by the Institute for Native Arts and Media, a 501c3 nonprofit organization based in Norman, Oklahoma. The views and opinions expressed in this segment are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of the iName organization. Uh, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks so much to, it's is it Eva or Ava? Eva. Eva, thanks so much to Eva Carney for taking the time to talk to us today about, and it's a subject that we've talked about on this show with greater frequency and get used to it because it's 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 one of our missions here with the Institute for Native Arts and Media and with Talk Jive, and that's addressing period poverty. And so Eva um, is kind enough to take some time to talk to us about the Quick Society, and I'm happy to talk to other Native-based organizations who are addressing period poverty. Okay, so great to be here with you, Kelly, um, and all of the people that are listening and watching. Um, let me tell you a little bit about the Quek Society. First of all, what does that word mean? What does Quek mean? Quek means women. In the Potawatomi language, I am a dual citizen of the United States and the Citizen Potawatomi Nation, an Oklahoma, now an Oklahoma-based organization. We at once were out, were up in the Woodlands area of the U.S. Um, so we, the Quek Society, uh, I got started with this organization, sending the first set couple sets of period products of pads and tampons, and we will use those words a lot, um, off to some folks on the Pine Ridge Reservation. That was in 2018. I didn't know and never had heard the words period poverty in 2018 until I read about some kids that were missing school because they didn't have products. Um, and there was one young lady that was even talking about maybe becoming pregnant so she wouldn't need the products. And that just made me so mad that this is a situation in the United States. So I started the organization. I'm a lawyer, so kind of knew how to put together a company. We're a nonprofit now. We have 501c3 status, so donations can be made to us. We're even registered in the state of Oklahoma as a charity. So I can solicit donations to people in Oklahoma. So, but what we do is not just focus on um, kids and menstruators in rural areas now on reservations, but we are, we have realized that this period poverty, which is insufficient pads, tampons, liners, whatever you would use that's of hygienic mat ways of addressing your period, that you, you have insufficient access to that. And so we've realized that that is a problem that is not just a rural problem. It's a problem in cities. It's a problem in suburbs. It's a problem wherever people don't have money. It's a poverty problem. So sometimes people will say to me, well, you're a native person. You started this organization. You know, why is it that natives don't have period products? And that's a crazy question, but I try to be very polite when I answer it. And I will say, this isn't a native problem. The products are extremely expensive. Um, the, the products um, are out of reach for so many people. And so, and they are not made available in public restrooms or school restrooms or hospital restrooms, um, public place restrooms, as are other things that we need to address bodily functions like toilet paper and soap. 
And so because they aren't made available, um, we need to work to make them available. So right now, I mean, as we sit here today, the end of 2022, we are, we, the Quex Society are addressing period poverty issues in 99 individual schools or school-based organizations or community-based organizations across 14 states and the Ontario province of Canada. And we've given out close to 1.3 million supplies. So when I say that, I'm counting individual pads, liners, tampons, and underwear, because if you, if you, have, if you suffer period poverty, you may not have good underwear in which to put a pad. So we provide underwear. And a lot of what we're doing is really, is really helping out educators. Because what we're finding is that when we make a contact with a school nurse or a teacher or counselor, you know, the trusted person at a school, you know, who's reaching out to us saying, my students are telling me that we, they don't have what they need, um, that typically it's that person that has been paying for these products out of their own pockets. So what we effectively are doing is allowing them to use money in their pocket to pay for other types of enrichment activities for kids. Because, you know, as we know, just teachers and nurses, anyone that's really working in the public school system or tribal schools or BIE schools, and we serve all of those, you know, are really devoting not just their time and effort and care, but their personal resources to helping kids. So I don't know, Kelly, I'd love to answer some questions if you have them. I do. And, you know, one of the things that that struck me and it strikes me today, especially just now kind of getting into this and just now focusing a lot of our advocacy on on this particular issue is how people are very uncomfortable talking about periods. And it's not it's not like all the women and all the 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 other menstruators i mean it's it's like we have to apologize for it and so i want to talk about calling it what it is which is sex education sure and i can talk talk about that too so um in addition to providing the supplies we also do a couple of other things we offer schools and you know school based community groups um, basic books about puberty that address both sexes and talk about, you know, sort of the changes that can be expected. Um, and, you know, we, we hope that though, that they will take us up on then off that offer. We usually offer a couple of, you know, these are, these are not exotic books. They're available on Amazon. And so, um, we send those off to the schools and communities. We also have some, um, teachings and educational resources up on our website. So that website is quexsociety.org. And uh, one of the things I'm really proud of is that we've been collecting um, what we call traditional teachings about periods. So traditional as in from a you know, variety of different indigenous viewpoints. So we always make it a point to say, I would say, I'm not speaking for every native person. There are so many different native communities. There are so many traditions. So, but we have gathered um, teachings from a number of traditions, including very fast teachings from the Potawatomi and Ojibwe people that are, you know, that with which I'm most familiar. Um, we have um, information about the Kinalde ceremony that the Navajo um, girls are have now, and some of their, their aunties and mothers have brought back, um, and a number of others. So it would be great if your listeners go and take a look at that. 
we try to get all of our contacts at schools and organizations to let their those that we're getting the products to know those resources are out there. We also have a, um, little moon time bags, we call them, um, that are sewn by aunties, other supporters of ours, um, hand sewn bags that hold like three pads, two liners in them, and then um, a business card of ours, which has a link to that part of our website. And we encourage you know kids to go there. And on the back, it also has a, a portion of a Joy Harjo poem referencing the moon. So again, kind of connecting up to some traditional teachings about periods. And so one thing I would say as a takeaway from many of those teachings that I've learned about since starting the organization um, is that periods in, in more traditional thinking of many people were a community event, as in the community knows when a young person has their first moon and celebrates that. And so like just if our next newsletter is coming out in a week and we have some you know, really detailed information in it about the berry fast and how one might go about a berry fast ceremony. That's an Ojibwe and Potawatomi tradition. And it, you know, and and what it includes is at first the the person, the young person is isolated and has a fast, but has been prepared by a lot of people in the community, women in the community, then um, you know, has a year of uh, refraining from doing certain things that are obvious to others in the community, like not eating berries and you know, other things. And then there's a big celebration at the end of the first year um, that you know, many in her community attend. And the same for like the Navajo King, all this ceremony where you know, the, the young person is like, is, is, is doing various things with community member input. Um, it's not a hidden thing. So I just find that so interesting and so different from the way that, you know, I was raised and I was not raised traditionally, like, you know, no one was to know that you had your period, right? And um, one thing I would say that I really have appreciated as I started to talk to more students um, is that some of the younger folks say, this is crazy. This is just crazy. Like, why are we not able to talk about this? And so they are the ones that are being advocates within their own school communities, sometimes going to the school board and saying, why do we not have a budget? for modern supplies. So most schools will have, you know, very big heavy pads or whatever for like the, the, the really unusual, they say unusual situation of somebody not having what they need, right? But these students, you know, say, you know, we have our periods, we're in school, we wanna be in school, we wanna have here what we need because we may not always know when we're getting a period, right? So this isn't even just, this is kind of going beyond period poverty where there are kids that, will not come to school because they fear that they will get their period in school and there won't have they there won't be products or they fear that they'll bleed through their pants. And yes, we're talking about these things on radio, right? And on TV. Yeah, we need to start talking about these things because they're happening to half the you know younger population, but it does it doesn't get discussed. So yeah, so I think you know combining education, you know, puberty education, you want to call it sex education, we, we call it puberty education, traditional teachings about 
um, what it means to get one's period and what that what responsibilities that carries with it, um, I think are all part of, um, of, of a package of, you know, of what we think is, you know, is a way to move the conversation forward and regularize periods and get people what they need so that they can have dignity. And even we talk about celebrating periods. So we're, we're not even just in the, oh, let's address it. We're in the, let's, let's say it's a good thing. Let's celebrate it. Absolutely. And you know, hey, I'm in Oklahoma. I can't say sex education. <laughs> I, I can't say sex education outside these four walls because it automatically turns everybody off. But but these are again, if if and this is always my point, if if everybody's so pro-life, periods bring life. Yeah. That that's that's just it. And so we need to make sure that that we can care for those. And especially here in the heart of Indian country, we need to make sure that our young people know how to take care of themselves because that leads to understanding consent. It understand, you know, it leads to all of these other things. And just like you were saying, a, a better quality of life. Yeah. And, and just being able to have that in your locker and, and not just your locker, but being able to have supplies at home. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. And one of the things that we, um, we do um, before any school break is to make sure that there are lots of supplies in the school and an invitation for students to bring home what they need to get them you know, through their winter break or summer or whatever, or, you know, hey, maybe you need to bring some back to your mom or, you know, to a sister. And, um, you know, that's fine with us. As long as we continue to have, you know, donor support, support from Native nations, which we certainly invite, um, support from, from foundations and companies that make supplies that will donate them to us, we want to get those out the door and and into and into kids' hands. Although we don't just we don't just address the needs of students. So, for example, one of the um, projects that I think is just wonderful is there's a um, a doctor who operates out in um, in New Mexico who runs a mobile van to meet with homeless relatives. So she goes between I think Farmington, Shiprock. I think she might be going. Actually, I'm not quite sure if she's going all the way down further south. But in any event, so she basically um, has many supplies. She has food, she has clothing, she has medical supplies. She, um, you know, she assists as needed. And now she's carrying um, our period supplies and pairs of underwear and some sports bras because we have a wonderful um, organization called Bras for Girls. That's a nonprofit that is helping us get sports bras to kids that and, and adults that need them that otherwise wouldn't even have a bra perhaps. So I just I just love her program um, because it's really bringing dignity to, to very vulnerable people. And that that really is what it's about. And you know, even though even though our our projects usually, you know, are geared toward American Indian youth, I, I like I like what you said about making sure that the families have what they need because usually if one is in need everyone's in need right and i apologize for my dog but apparently there's a very important delivery being made to my home right now um 
but I was going to say that the other, um, you know, just related to that is that I don't want people to think that when we support a school, we only support the native students in that school. So our standard is if there's a significant native population in need, we're going to support everybody in need in that school. Um, and we think that that, you know, is, is, is really critical to do. And just, I want to make, make, make that point for sure. Well, yeah, and, and being able to address the unhoused, that, that's, an, that's another component of, of this that, that we're going to want to address also. So that's, that's why I wanted to say that too, is like, just because we say native youth and we're gearing all of this for native youth, yes, that, because that's, you know, we're natives. But on the other side of that, anyone who wants this education or anyone who wants to, to learn more about it or to take to to take advantage of products that they wouldn't otherwise have that's that's the goal Wait, i would i want to put in a little plug for um, another nonprofit that's operating exclusively in oklahoma city um the name of it is period okc and um you know not not native focused but period poverty focused so they got their start, you know, a little bit after we did, and um, you know, I think they're just doing great things in um, in Oklahoma, and particularly in Oklahoma City, um, where I think there is a lot of need. So, um, so people listening to this, they can check them out too. Absolutely, and we've actually been fortunate to talk to to uh, Kristen Jarshaw, who uh, is a uh, she's a, a student with the OU College of Medicine, and and she works a lot with Period, and they're advocating for um for uh Senate Bill 1499 here which is to remove the tax on um on pads and tampons so they're 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 a great group of 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 folks and they're working really hard to try to alleviate some of these um period poverty issues here in Oklahoma so they're I'm I'm thrilled to be able to to be connected with them and to and to be able to do what we can here to lend our voices to this this massive um thing that they're doing for for all Oklahomans uh who 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 menstruate yeah no period is great and they have um you know, not only do they, you know, they, they're very excellent in advocacy, but they also do support individual organizations with donations of products. So we have been a beneficiary of theirs, you know, over a couple of different years. And um, another group that, you know, people who are listening or watching might be interested in is a group called the Alliance for Period Supplies. So we're a member of that. And um, they also, they, they actually have a, uh, a listing on their website of um, all of the organizations that they know of, were their members who are providing period products and diapers, because they're you know also connected up with the diaper bank network um, throughout the United States. So you so people can go and look um, and see you know, who might be able to assist in an individual state because we're you know really nationwide you'll see our name down under many many states at this point so i think we're a little bit of an unusual animal for um for that organization because typically it's folks that are operating more regionally or locally um but they also are providing supplies to individuals which we do not do so you couldn't call us up or send me a note and say please send me a, a bag of pads i can't do that 
um, you know, our scale is is different, but um, but some of these other organizations might be able to help. Yes, indeed. And we're we're doing our best here to connect with those organizations. And if you want more information or if you want to donate to the Quick Society, you can go to their website. It's Quick K W E K Society.org. That's all one word. They've got a lot of great information on here. You really, y'all really have a lot of the bases covered on your website. And um, if you want more information, if you want to donate, um, and Jen Green is actually the uh, the 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 leader of period OKC. And it's like I said, they're just they're just a fantastic group. And um, they have more information on their website as well. And um, Alliance for uh, Period Products is I mean, it's like I said, it's just it's so amazing to to connect with organizations like yours and to see how many others you have connected with, because that just really shows that this is a, a global issue that we all understand. We've all been in that emergency situation where there's nothing. And so hopefully that we'll be able to lend our experience to this younger generation to, to help them fight these very, very important issues that, that they're finally allowed to talk about. Yep. Yes, and they should keep talking, and they should they should talk loudly, until because our goal is to put ourselves out of business, right? I mean, my organization, we we don't want to be in this business. We want everybody to have what what they need without having a nonprofit going around having to beat the bushes for donors in order to get get people what they need. So thank you for giving us this uh, opportunity to talk to you, Kelly. Thank you, Eva, so much. Hopefully we'll get to talk again in the future. And uh, don't forget, folks, check out the Quex Society. There are a lot of, um, they've got a lot of resources there. And of course, period OKC. Um, we're going to have a couple of different events coming up after the new year to start um, asking for period products and doing product drives. So make sure that you stay tuned to our social media and right here at Talk Jive Radio for those dates. Eva, Eva, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us again today. Uh, this has been the Kelly Joe Show, a damage and production <laughs> distributed by the Institute for Native Arts and Media. The views and opinions expressed in this segment are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of the INAM organization. For more information or to <laughs> donate to any of these final uh, organizations, including to fight period poverty. You can email Native Arts and Media Institute at gmail.com. You can always catch past episodes of all segments wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for your support.